my parents are and uh, where they came from. Uh, uh, my father was Alma Kari Saratani and my mother was Uliana Saratani. And uh, they came over from Italy. Tell us who you are. Yeah. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I got uh, my so dad, I'm, Paul Saratani, and John Saratani, oh. my grandfather. So I'm uh, John Saratani, and um, the uh, uh, I had six more brothers and two sisters, and I'm the uh, uh, last survivor of the family. Okay, and I have nine children of my own, and I uh, my oldest son has passed away, and my wife, which we would have been married uh, sixty six years this this year. So, uh, and then my my. Uh, my folks came from the old country, and uh, uh, they had nine children, and uh, we had seven boys and two girls. So after I got married, and I, uh, my father says, hey, what are you doing to Mariana? <laughs> 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 so anyway, uh, it was, well, I had a good life. We didn't have much, but uh, we always had food on the table and a uh, pair of shoes, and it was, uh, didn't want for anything. So uh, my dad, uh, he was making about nine bucks a week and uh, had a big garden out in the backyard, which was about maybe a quarter of an acre or half an acre, I don't know what, how many. So one day we were, a bunch of us, all the boys were fooling around playing football and, and uh, my mother comes out and says, uh, hey, you better get out there and cut, uh, turn over the earth for the garden. And at that time, there was no plows or anything like that. It was by, with the shovel. Yeah. So anyway, we had a little, how much can you do faster than I am? You know, a little, <laughs> little bet going on. Competition. So we go like a son of a bitch, okay. And so my father had a asparagus patch out there. <laughs> with an asparagus, asparagus patch. This is in uh, Wakefield? In Wakefield. Yeah. So it takes seven years to, <laughs> to, for a patch of asparagus to come in. So anyway, here we are going, we're going by 60 miles an hour and we grow, we dig up the asparagus patch. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I tell you, it was mighty blue around that <laughs> Oh, And my father, he was... He didn't take any bullshit, okay? It was with the hand, okay? So anyway, but he what I got. He he had a, a green thumb that was second to none. And uh, so at... I remember the radishes. Huh? The radishes. Oh. I was probably six years old, and they fed me my first radish, and I thought they would poison me. My <laughs> mouth was on fire. I was running around, freaking screaming, and, but, you know... That was my, I didn't need a radish for about 20 years after that. <laughs> but he was, he was something else. He was, he grew the best tomatoes. He grew the and, best tomatoes. And, uh. They looked terrible. They had these big scars on them, you know, and you're like, you know, that's how I, you know, that they, you know. They're all used to make tomato, tomato yeah. sauce because there was no canned tomatoes at that time. And, uh, they, they would, uh cook up the tomatoes and then uh, boil them down and then uh, put them in jars like you, you see jars of tomato sauce today, like today. And uh, so during the winter they would go down and uh, get a couple of jars of sauce and she'd make pasta. And, uh, and pasta was one of the main things during the Depression. We used to have pasta three times a week. One week, one day you'd have with meatballs, the next day you'd have with chichi peas, the next day you'd have <laughs> All different varieties, but it was great. It was great. So, uh, uh, I remember her making it on the kitchen table I'll, with I'll a just, big bowl of flour. Go just ahead. Tell you. Uh, at that time, there, uh, you know, things were very cheap, and we could buy a pound of cornmeal for five cents a pound, Jeez. and uh, uh, you'd buy about four pounds of cornmeal that was 20 cents and put boiling water and then you put the cornmeal into the uh, 
boiling water and stir it. It's just like cornmeal mush. Yeah. So my mother used to make her own bread and rolls and pasta. It was a big bread bar, a bread board, and we'd put it on the kitchen table. And she'd make the sauce with Hamburg and uh, roll out the, the cornmeal mush and then <laughs> roll the Hamburg and, and spaghetti sauce on it. And then we'd all sit down and we'd eat into the into the mush. <laughs> so I'm, I'm telling somebody, I'm telling somebody one day, uh, you know, about this cornmeal mush. And I said, you know, we all sat around and we ate. And she said, what'd you do with the rest of the mush? Put it into a bowl and we ate that the next day. <laughs> what? All the germs? What germs? You know, with the family. But anyway, so anyway, it was, it was just a, you know, you may do what you had. Is okay, that what you guys was, called it, mush? What? No, you call it paletta. Oh yeah. Today, you know, paletta is a big deal. Okay. <laughs> Back oh, then it was mush. Huh? Back well, then it was. <laughs> well, you know, we used to call it paletta, but uh, it was, you know, it was always, a, you know, my mother always made a good meal. Okay. She'd, uh, oh, she was just an artist. Okay, she'd. She could cook anything. Well, she could cook in volume, too, because, yeah. you know, we just got back and we went out for lunch and we were kind of rehearsing some of the stuff. And um, I, I, I can never remember going over there without, you know, you wouldn't be in the door 10 minutes and there'd be a bowl of pasta in front of you and a bowl of raviolis and a bowl of meatballs and, a, you know, some <laughs> soup and there'd be some chicken cooking on the, on the stove. And, you know, she always... You know, I don't know where the hell she pulled the, the stuff out of, but, you know, like she'd open the refrigerator and all of a sudden, yeah. the food just came pouring out. So she, she and your dad came from Italy. Italy. Yeah. They were born in Italy. Right, they were born in Italy. And then do you know when they moved here? Uh, my father was 15 years old when he came over. My father was, I think, 14. Okay, so they... And, and at that time, Wakefield was quite an Italian community, you know. You could have moved to... East Boston, you could have moved to Everett, Malden, uh, Wakefield. And my father picked Wakefield, which I'm glad of because it was a nice, uh, a country town, okay? And uh, uh, there was a lot of Italian people here. And uh, so it was, they made them feel at home. Yeah. And uh, so my mother and father came from the same town of Italy, but they didn't know each other. And then they, they, they met each other and uh, they got married. And uh, they how, old, how old were they when they got married? I think only eighteen, oh, seventeen really? or eighteen. That's all. Yeah. So, uh, so they had nine children, and uh, my pop he was he was a mason, and uh, my mother had a little small store, and he wouldn't give my father wouldn't give you ten cents for the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, uh, I'm going to fast forward to uh, 1941, I was at, at that time there, uh, the store was closed, you know, on Sunday, they had the blue laws, and you couldn't, uh, so I'm sitting in the front part of the store, sitting on a, a box or someplace, and uh, I was sitting with a friend of mine, and the news come on, okay, that Pearl Harbor had just been bombed. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I was... Was it the, that famous speech by... Um, well, no, it just came, uh, they broke into the news that Pearl Harbor had just been bombed. All right. Okay. And uh, so, you know, couldn't believe it when I was, you know, told my mother or father, you know, no, no, but they kept on repeating it on the radio. That's all we had was radio. No. People didn't believe it at first? Well, at first, you know, it, you know you're talking 5,000 miles away. Right. You know, so, but, uh, but we all came together, okay, and, uh, you know, they drafted, drafted people, and uh, uh, it, it was something else. Everything was rationed, or rationed, I should say, you know, gas, you couldn't buy gas. You had to buy a get a book to buy gas. You had a book book to buy meat. Had a book to buy uh, butter. Like a book from the uh, city was hall, huh? Oh. Yeah, at, at city hall. Yeah. So you'd go to city hall every week and get yeah right what you needed. Yeah, 
Well, no, it would be last for a month. All the, right. The book. Okay. And if you use, if you use that book, you know, the first two Within weeks, a week, you, were you didn't have nothing. Screwed, yeah. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was something. It was, and at that time, too, they used to, they thought that the United States would be bombed, and they, uh, uh, you had a paint, you, you know, headlight, I mean, you know, Roof? No, the uh, street lights. They had to paint them half black. So it would it would just shine just a little bit on the street, but the rest of it because they were afraid the, the United States want, was going to get bombed. Yeah, okay. they don't want to bomb us. Yeah, and we had... Uh, uh, air... Uh, Air uh, alarm systems, okay. Oh, air horns, like ooh, yeah, right, right, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, and then uh, so uh, during the depression, my father opened up a store down to Melrose, and uh, my two brothers, uh, Bill and uh, Joe, were out of work and. Uh, and uh, the rest of them were uh, the rest of them were too young at that time. My I, my brother Bill, and uh, so anyway, we opened up the small store in uh, Melrose. In uh, 1941, my brother uh, Bill, Jim, Charlie, and uh, Ralph got drafted into the service. They all went into the army. All at the same time, too. Yeah. Well, not at the same time. You know, the, as One soon as they one. turned. It's your birthday. 18, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. You got drafted. Okay, so. So, anyway, uh, my brother Bill and uh, uh, Jim went to the South Pacific. My brother Charlie was in the South Pacific. And my brother Ralph was over in the uh, Europe. And uh, so, thank goodness, they all came home safe and sound. And uh, I was. I was also drafted, and I uh, I went out to the uh, Europe also during my uh, warfare. Then when we come home, uh, my brother Joe was the only one that was home, and my brother Dick, my brother Dick, Dick was young, and uh, my brother Joe says, you know, hey, when you guys come home, I'll have a job for you. But my brother Joe was the the big cheese. <laughs> All right, and uh, you know, uh, Bill and Jim, okay, and Charlie and Ralph, you know, had a job, but uh, my brother Joe was too much of a tyrant, okay, and uh, so my brother Bill went out on his own. Ralph, my brother Ralph went out on his own, and my brother Jim opened up a taxi cab next door, and uh. So, at that time, we were underneath the Knights of Columbus, and uh, I was I went into the supermarket business with uh, my brother Joe, and uh, at that time, the Knights of Columbus was going to, uh, this was 1945, 46, uh, they wanted to renovate their hall, and they gave us notice that we had to move out of the Knights of Columbus. So my brother Jim had the taxi stand next door, but at that time, when he was in the taxi business, there was only one car in the family, so the taxi business was very good. And then, as the war was over, people were buying two cars. There were two car camp families, and uh, the, the taxi business was going into the tube. So we merged, my brother Jim and uh, Joe and myself and my brother Richard. We opened up uh, Richardson's Market with the... Uh, gift shop is now. And at that time, we were we were so head, ahead of our time. We had, at that time, we had a grocery store and we had a little restaurant inside this grocery store. <laughs> and uh, it was, uh, it was my brother Jim and Joe. They were like oil and water. Uh, you know, don't worry, you know, my brother Jim wanted to run the restaurant and uh, my brother Joe ran the meat, the meat department. So say about quarter or twelve, we'd take everybody from the grocery department and meat department, put them over in the restaurant and run the restaurant. 
<laughs> it was just a fiasco. So anyway, after running that thing for about four months, five months, we closed that up. And uh, so we just ran this grocery store. And uh, so we, it, the grocery store went very well. We, uh, we outgrew that. And uh, at that time, the, uh, across the way on Essex Street, there was a old First National that went out of business. I mean, not out of business. They closed the store because they moved up to the, up the street about a mile away, and uh, the place was vacant. So we uh, renegotiated a lease for the, uh, for the store. And uh, so at that time, we, we moved from Foster Street over to Essex Street. And uh, so to, to do this, I had to take a lien on my, my house. Oh, Jesus. So we all took a lean on our houses. So it was <coughs> oh, you and Joe, Jim, and, and Ralph? No, Richard. Richard, yeah. No, Ralph went out on his own. So anyway, um, we, you know, my brother Joe was the, he thought he was the kingpin and all this. So anyway, we're trying to get money to buy the place and stock the place and all this here. So come to find out about a month month before we're ready to open up over here, he informs us that he could get the money. Joking? My brother Joe. So anyway, uh, I'm doing business with Buy Right Foods out of Seattle, New Hampshire. And um, at that time, we only had one little store. You know, I'm giving them, I don't know how much money I was a week. And we got to be good friends. So... Anyway, I told him my problem, and he says, you know, let me go. He and his brother and his sister were in business up in Salem, New Hampshire, and they had a, a wholesale grocery house. So he says, let me talk to my sister and brother, and he says, you know, I'll invite you up and see what we can do. So anyway, I went up, and uh, we, they stocked the store, and we didn't have to pay we start the store, and we didn't have to pay them for a month. Wow. And we were able to build up a bank account, okay? And uh, so anyway, they were such good people, okay? And uh, so anyway, uh, there we are stocking the store, and we're, we're opening up the next day or something. So it was in January, and uh, my mother and father came down, and... Uh, Cold as a bat. It was cold as hell. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I said to, you know, they walked around the store, and I said to my mother and father, I said, come on outside, we want to, oh, before then, we didn't know if we were going to have the name Richardson's Market. I was just going to ask you yeah. that. So anyway, we decided on Saratani's. So anyway. So, not to cut you off, Rand, I just wanted to go, um, so. Interject anytime you yeah, want. Yeah, so the reason you uh, named, well, the reason your dad named Richardson's, Richardson's right. is because you guys moved into a community that didn't really like accept like Italians. Italians, so Irish. So that, so going with a name like Saratani's, it would just be bad for business, basically. Right, right. So anyway. So he went with Richardson's. So we, you know, as we started to grow, you know, everybody would come in and say, hey, I want to talk to Mr. Richardson. Hey, Mr. Richardson. So we said, hey, <laughs> nobody's missed We're the guys that made the business, okay? We're gonna. So, anyway, mom and dad come down, and I said to him, I said, we didn't tell him that we're changing the name. So, uh, I said, why don't you come outside? I want to show you something. <laughs> well, come on, dad, it's cool as hell, hell, Come on, mom, come on, dad, let's go outside. So, anyway, we walked outside, put on the neon. Oh, my father, my mother, they were beside themselves, you know. You know like, see, happy? Oh, yeah. See, it's every time. Yes. So, anyway. So, and uh, it was it was just amazing, you know. And we did, it was middle of January, snowed the night before. There we are at 5 o'clock in the morning, shoveling the sidewalk so people can get in. All right. It's a good day to open business. Yeah, open business. <laughs> and we had, I think we had, Four registers at that time, and uh, now 
back at the small store, we only had two registers, so we had four, four registers. Didn't know, you know, didn't know much about anything, okay, so. <laughs> so we opened up and things went very well, and so we started to, uh, uh, there was some land, some more land by uh, Essex Street, we bought that, and then we, uh, we broke through and uh, we, we enlarged the store and uh, we did very well. So then we started looking for another store and uh, we went to uh, Revere. And uh, in Revere, there was this uh, dump. Yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the parkway. And, uh, you know, we negotiated and uh, we bought this piece of land. And uh, what are you going to do in this middle of nowhere and all this here? So anyway, we uh, we built the store there from ground up. Oh, and uh, uh, so there's another, uh, we put in 10 registers at that time. And, <laughs> you know, we had a lot of, we had a lot of moxie. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we... Uh, we stocked the stores, and then uh, we said, no, no grand opening, we'll, we'll just open up, you know, notch a lot, and you know. So anyway, that morning, Monday morning, we were there, there's about 50 cars outside. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so anyway. People have just been waiting for that because it's not open. So we opened up a crazy, we had to call the police department to come down because, you know, they all started to rush in. And we said, you know, we'll only let in, you know, we only had 75 carriages. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, who the hell knew? So anyway. We, so you had a limited amount of customers coming yeah, in? Yeah, well, you know, we let, <laughs> we let 20 customers in. And when 20 left out, we 20, 20 more come in. So anyway, we, we just did business. Uh, didn't get out of the store until about 10, 11 o'clock at night. And we were so slow at the registers, people were leaving carriages and ice cream. And, oh, it was just <laughs> Customers were walking out. Oh, they were just walking out because we couldn't take care of them, you know. And we were overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Christ. Oh, so, anyway. I remember, just back up for one second. Yeah. I can remember, you know, you building that store, and it was it was our, that was our Sunday trap trip, you know. In the afternoon, we'd all pile into the beach wagon, as you used to call it, and um, take a ride to Revere. And you know, first time we pulled up, I'm looking at a, a swamp, and I'm like, <laughs> "Where are you gonna put the store? Right there? Uh, on what? Oh, well, we sunk Frankie piles down, you know, a hundred feet till we hit bedrock, and then we're gonna, you know." Build it on top of the Frankie piles and a hundred feet so down. A couple of, you know, a few weeks. You know, every Sunday we'd go and you'd see it a little more, a little more. Then they finally poured the floor and then the wall. You know, watch the walls go up and you know. But that was our that was our big Sunday trip. You know, check um, on the progress of the new store. Know, before that, our big Sunday trip had been bringing the bringing the grocery order book to. Um, Lawrence slipping it through the mail slot with the grocery order in it for the Richardson's market with the grocery order written by hand um, and then we'd stop at Lawton's hot dogs on the way home <laughs> and get a hot dog and that was our big treat for the day <laughs> what about you know I used to get on Sunday morning and bake out the order I come home and have lunch. The uh, order for the whole store, you'd write it out for the oh, groceries and frozen food. By <laughs> hand? No, no, no. They had, no, they had an order book. book. Oh, all right. And you, you know, yeah. You went around, but you know, see what you needed. So I come home and have lunch, and then take a little nap, and then we'd get all in the car, and but he go up the lot. <laughs> so don't you think we were up the lot one one afternoon? Okay, and we stop in there, and. What do you want? What do you want? A hot dog just said. So Tom, Peter orders a uh, meatball sub. And 
Tom, <laughs> appetite second to none. Okay. So anyway, don't you think <laughs> he takes the meatballs out of the penis sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> and Peter says, "Hey, Mom, Tom, Tom's got the bumps. <laughs> he has the <to> be- <laughs> Yeah, the meatballs. Well, it wasn't me. It was, it was like seven of us in the car, you know what I mean? So he's like, <laughs> <laughs> That was our thing. That was it. That was a big Sunday trip. Yeah. And, um,. Yeah, I mean, the lot was only as wide as, like, three people, you know? It was in, a, like, an old diner car, you know? There's a little hot dog stand was what it, what it was. That's right. But talk about Tommy's appetite, you know, later, even later on in life, you know, like, after we sit down for a meal, you'd sit down and you'd have your, you know, little whatever you wanted on your plate, and uh, and then you'd say, I'm, you know, I'm done, I'm full. And Tom would say, are you done with that? <laughs> and he'd go around and like a hoover vacuum cleaner, like, <laughs> clean everybody's plate off. Oh, no uh, dishwasher needed. You know, Tom, uh, Tom <laughs> we're Tom, done. Dishwasher. You know, I, I was, uh, after supper, okay, I'd say to the kids, okay, you know, we're going to pitch pennies, you're going to do the dishes, you're going to wipe them, wipe them, you're going to do this. So anyway, Marietta, we used to get, why are you gambling like that? Okay, mm-hmm. we'd throw the pennies up there. <laughs> this one time do this, you know. So, and then Tom, where's Tom? Oh, he's he had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> he always had to go. He always had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> he was smart. Yeah, choice time, yeah. But yeah, anyway, the bathroom. it was, you know, you sweep the floor, you do the dishes, you do the, okay. But anyway, we, we used to have more fun with these pennies okay but so uh, at, so after um dinner um you know as as we were getting close to the end of of you know dinner um my father sat at the end of the table closest to the refrigerator and then i was on his left hand side so he could give me a whack whenever i needed it you know <laughs> that was my spot you know we all had we our all own the, spots yeah, at the table all, oh yeah did you all have a certain order you went up and got your food or no because the, the food would be right in front of you just say pass this pass yeah. that you know and so you know as we, you know you kind of near and the people are finishing up you know dad would go over to the freezer and he'd take out you know a couple of half gallons of ice cream and set it on the counter you know and then, uh, you know, when I when he first started doing it, I was like, what, what the heck is he doing, you know? And my mother had these things we used to call cowboy hats, which she used to, you know, put the vegetables in to eat. It was a gray bowl you know, that looked like a cowboy hat, you know? Yeah. And it was big, you know, but big enough to fit vegetables enough to, you know, to feed, you know, six or seven of us or eight of us. As the family was growing, and um, so Dad would would go into the cupboard, and uh, you know we'd we'd be we'd be cleaning up, and you know we'd have my, my mother would say you know the basic dessert was two Oreo cookies, you have two Oreo cookies, that's it, two Oreo cookies, two Oreo cookies, <laughs> and then you'd look down, and there's Dad, and he's got the package of Oreo cookies. The two half gallons of ice cream, the bowl that looks like a 10-gallon Texas, you know, cowboy hat, and he's putting it on in layers, you know, first a layer of ice cream, then a layer of broken Oreo cookies, <laughs> then some more ice cream, then bird's eye frozen strawberries. And he was the only one I ever knew that could eat those kind of strawberries when they weren't melted, you know, like he'd eat them frozen. A layer of frozen strawberries, more ice cream, and Cool Whip. On the top, and you swear to God, you see him sitting there. You could hardly see him behind the behind the freaking dessert, you know. And like like slowly but surely, you know, as he as he was eating it, you know, he'd come back into view, and he would, you know, we never got any. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had, we had, we had, we had, we had mother around. We had this. Yeah. Yeah. And 
and uh, her little boys. And, uh, <laughs> to this day, he has quite a quite a sweet tooth. But you know, to watch he he built Jim Dandies that's, before Friendly's built Jim Dandies. Okay, so that's where you got John the sweet tooth from, huh? Oh yeah, passed it right down. But she made the best brownies and oh cakes. Oh yeah, yeah. If there was anything homemade around. There was a layer of that, and there at least one layer. You guys always had the best desserts when we when I went there. Yeah. Like it's always homemade. She never. It's funny. One day I was at the, I was on the register, and she comes through and she had a couple of packages of cake mixes and some whatever. You know, I said, "Where the hell are you going with those?" She says, "I'm going to make myself easy." Put those back on the shelf. <laughs> oh yeah, she made cakes no, everything from scratch. Was scratch? Yeah, everything was scratch. She oh. wouldn't take the. <laughs> what? What do you want for your birthday? A homemade birthday cake. I'm telling you, she was, she was quite a chef. She, boy, and uh, uh, I'm t we would I would bring home fifteen pounds of potatoes. Okay, we'd have fifteen pounds of potatoes <laughs> for supper. Okay, with a bunch of us, and okay. We wouldn't let Kevin have it first because there would be nothing oh, left. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez. He'd have his dish it. Kev, save a few potatoes for everybody else, would you? Uh, he was like, he put the potatoes here, put oh, the yeah. meat here. He was like an artist. Here. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody would... And he, he wouldn't start eating until his plate was all made. And it looked like a picture <laughs> that would go on the menu. You know what I mean? And you know, we'd Kevin? all be through... Oh, I'm not through yet. Oh, yes, you are. Get the hell out of the sink. Do something else or whatever. But we, uh, we uh, had more fun. Well, standard, standard, too, was like, you know, you know, like there ended up being nine of us. You know, I don't know how many were actually all living at home at the same time, but standard, you know, a standard pasta day was three pounds of pasta. Right. And I don't know if... Who's ever seen three pounds of pasta? It must be cook. It's it's a lot of pasta, yeah. and um, you know I always do it. So there was always some left over, and um, you know one of my favorite dishes. Two o'clock in the morning, you'd have it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like late fried, night snacks still does it. Fried to this spaghetti. day. Uh, but uh, one Friday night, okay, I I come home, okay, and. Uh, I look around the table, everybody's sitting down, and somebody's sitting in my table, my chair. I say, what the hell are you doing sitting in my chair? You know who it was, don't you? Rickerbacker. <laughs> oh, Mark. <laughs> Probably scared the shit out of him. <laughs> I'm Facebook friends with yeah, him. Right, yeah, right, don't So, this Mark Rickerbacker, was, he's still friends with him, okay? He used to come, down, he used to come down to our house for a good meal. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He'll write about it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you some of the things but he sent anyway, me. We, uh, Poor kid, he's uh, lost his larynx and everything. Now he's cancer, but he's doing very well. Yeah. So anyway, one day I'm up to buy right, and uh, I got invited out to play golf. Friday afternoon. So anyway, I I'll play golf. I see a hole in one. Never saw. <laughs> never saw a hole in one. <laughs> let me let me just give you a little, you know Fridays was buy right day dad's up at, where's dad's not in the store he'd be in the store in the morning then he would go to buy right and do the buy-in up there with the other buyers from buy right they'd coordinate their buying for the supplies for the grocery store yeah for the stock for the, stock, for yeah. the grocery store and you know right back then the standard um, work week was Monday work you know an 8 hour you know 10 hour day whatever Tuesday morning, then you had Tuesday afternoon off, then Wednesday they had you know an eight, another eight hour day, and then Thursday and Friday were both twelve hour days, oh, and then Saturday you know depending on you had to work a Saturday once in a while, but most of the time you know so you know that was Dad's schedule was Monday he was in the stores, Tuesday morning he'd be in the stores, then you know he'd take off later in later years he'd go to the Cape. You know, Tuesday afternoon, drive down to the Cape yeah, and drive back, you know, and um, <clears throat> Wednesday morning. And uh, so you knew where he was. You know, Thursday, you know, if you made enough phone calls, you could find him. He'd be in one of the stores or, um, you know, and, and then Friday he was up at Byright. So go ahead, finish your story. So anyway, <laughs> I come home and I'm all excited. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mariana puts the food on the table. I says, hey, I 
sell a whole one today. <laughs> no, wait a minute. No, no. We're sitting at the table, and I'm, I know, like, I'm sitting right next to him, like I said. And he's sitting there like the cat that ate the canary, okay? You can t- he's got this, like, shit-eating grin on his face, and he's in a great mood, you know, and which is, you know, you know, rare for Friday after- <laughs> afternoon. You know, you're waiting to get a whack, and, uh, it, it, you know, he's sitting there, and you held it in for a long time. You only... So we're talking about other stuff around the table, right? So then, they, you know... Everybody's eating and it's quiet for a minute. And so all of a sudden, he pop. It just pops out of him, right? You know, I said a whole month. I said, Marianne said, "What?" <laughs> she almost. She like came out of her chair. What? What? Where did you see a whole month? Oh, and, and he goes, "Oh, what am I saying?" I, he tries to back out of it. He goes, oh, what, what am I saying? I don't know why I said that. I don't know what made me say that. I didn't think it, but the freaking cat was out of the bag. And I'm telling you, we were rolling on the floor. Because now he's sitting there like, like, a, like and my mother's like lurching over the table like Godzilla, like Because you went and played golf, that's what she was yeah. like. Yeah. Where would you see a hole in one? Did I say hole in one? Oh. I said I meant I, no, I didn't see one. There I am, Justin. You lie. The worst liar in the world. There I am, Justin. You know, I own part of the business. I should have been able to go out and play golf, and I felt guilty. <laughs> I felt guilty about it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, that was another. That was one of the funniest scenes ever at that dinner table. But oh, man, I, I'm telling you, it was. I remember one time I came in and, uh, you know, I used to have a little bit of an attitude problem once in a while growing up, you know, so. Used to? <laughs> so, you know, you know. Dinner time was six o'clock, so I don't know. I was coming back from wrestling practice or something, and I, you know, I get kind of a hair across my ass, and I'm and now I'm late for dinner, and like so, right across from me, um, was Mark. That's where Mark sat, right? So it was Papa sitting at the end of the table, and me on Dad's left, and Mark on the right, and then the refrigerator was behind Dad. So I come in. And this was on, know, Fra- on Franklin Street. Yeah, in the kitchen. Yeah, so you we had the big table. long benches. Yeah. We yeah. were sitting on benches. All right. Yeah, I remember those. So um, everybody, you know, everybody takes one look at me and like they know <laughs> I'm not, not to say anything, right? <laughs> everybody except Mark. So Mark makes a friggin' wisecrack about you know where have you been? What are you? something special or something. <laughs> so I give him an open hand slap like a quarter to the side of his head. <laughs> Knock him right off the bench <laughs> and into the refrigerator. <laughs> and then he, he just sat there and like, eh, no. I guess that would be comment. Mark is probably only 80 years old at the time, you know. And I'm like 15... <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Justin, he, did. he had a hair across his ass all the time. Did you? Could, oh, I, I don't know why. Mama's boy. Oh. So Nana loved you, oh. but you were the troublemaker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. I remember one time, you know, you know, I don't know why. I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm pissed off, you know, and and Nana needed a ride. You know, we were going to the. We had to get something at the store or something. So, I was old enough to have my license. And uh, she goes, we're going down, you know, we're going down to the store and we're going to pick this up. So I said, I'll drive. So I took the keys and we were in the station wagon. And, um, you know, we lived on um, Woodcrest. Was that the name of the street? Yeah. Woodcrest Dab was a hill and then dumped out onto Franklin Street, which was the main drag. So we, I backed out of the driveway. I drove down the hill, you know, screeched the bottom, the brakes at the bottom of the hill. 
turn the corner onto Franklin Street, you know, like squealing the wheels and everything. And we got about, you know, like 50, 50 yards down the street, and Nana goes, pull over. So I'm like, okay. So I pull over. She got out and walked home. <laughs> I'm not going I'm any, with this I'm not going with you. I'm not going with you. Oh, she waited up till friggin' 2 o'clock in the morning for you, too. And she was walking. Oh, Ma, what are you doing up? I'm waiting for you. You know, like, we're, you know, are you all right? I was, I was afraid, you know, something happened. <laughs> Tell me where it's Ma, sick. Go to bed, will you? <laughs> Just. Yeah, I'd be going to bed. He's would be out. Where are you going? He said, I'm going to bed. Aren't you waiting up for Paul? No. No. Good night. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> so we, we had some more. We had so much fun. You know, we didn't have a... You know, we had plenty of food on the table. You know, they were clothed well. But outside of that, you know... I didn't have a few extra bucks to give to him, okay, but we we just had a lot of, we did a lot of things. Together. At home, at home yeah, right. together, you know, we would. Now, did know. you guys plan on, you and Nana, did you plan on having a big family? Were you like, no. oh, let's have a big family? No. no, no was there, there was no side, no, there was bum, no birth bum, control bum, back, bum, back in those days. <laughs> no, not, for, not for the Italian or the Irish Catholics, you know, uh -huh. that was just the... Yeah. Yeah, so the, there I the had, rhythm method. <laughs> we had, I, I think, three or four children at the time, and uh, Nana Galvin. <clears throat> I wasn't one of her favorites, but anyway, <laughs> she, she, said, <laughs> she said to me one day, she says, you know, what are you doing to my daughter? She says, you know, you have four children now, she's pregnant again. So I said to uh, Nana Galvin, I says, you know, hey, Nana, I says, have we ever asked you for anything? He said, no. Have we ever asked you to babysit? No. I says, well, what are you worried about? Right. So then Mariana piped up. She says, hey, Nana, you raise your children, we'll raise ours. So that was the end of the story. Okay. So then another little incident. Okay. Her husband passed away. And she was by herself with her, her son, Paul. And they used to come to our house about every Sunday for, for a nice dinner. For, for dinner, okay. So one day, we remember, we had five kids at the time, four or five kids at the time. And uh, Nana, Nana had quite an appetite, okay. So she's eating away there, and she says, Mariana, she says, who cooked this meal? <laughs> My Mariana says, what do you mean, who cooked this meal? I have four children. <laughs> I, she said, I did. What? Where did you learn how to cook? <laughs> <laughs> I just said to myself, oh, yeah, I agreed. <laughs> oh, but I tell you, she had as much faith in I know. As nothing. Okay. Well, she moved in with us for a, per for a period of time. Well, I don't yeah. want to get off the beaten track here because this is the really Dad's um, show. But so anyways, in front of Franklin Street, we, we had a room, a small, the smallest bedroom was at the top of the stairs on the right hand side. It used to be Trish's or would be Trish's later on. Or before, I don't know if this was before or after Trish was around. But um, that was where Nana was staying when she stayed with us for a few months yeah. there when she had, she had, a, they had to sell her house. It was too much for her and blah, blah, blah. So she had a rocking chair in there, a rock, bed and a rocking chair, you know. So every day when I when I came home, whether I came home from school or being out or whatever, you know, playing street hockey, football, um, I'd sneak up the stairs and I'd poke my head around the, the door and go, boom! <laughs> and she goes, oh! <laughs> oh! But she, she, I don't know where she got this idea, but she used to say to me all the time, she goes, oh, Paul, God, I love you. You have the patience of a saint. <laughs> because I'd help her out, you know what I mean? After I scared the shit out of her, you know, like if she needed something, I'd be, oh, man, I just want to, oh, my God, you do that to me every time. I'm, but she'd be like reading a book or something, you know, like a million miles away, and oh. 
You have the patience of a saint. So, uh, did, when did you guys move into that house on Franklin Street? You lived there your whole life, then? No. No? No, we used to live on the east side of the Avenue, which is out of Fiat. Um, I was, we in, had, I we was going five, into the sixth grade. We had five kids at the time. Peter, no, we had... We had... Uh, did we have the twins? Uh, they, I think the twins were born, like, either right before we moved in or right after we moved in. Because I can remember feeding them on the couch in the living room oh, yeah. with a bottle. Uh, so, in, in, o- in order... Just in order of... Um, it what, it yeah. went Uncle Chugga, you... Yeah. Jerry... Jerry, Peter, Tom, Tom, no, Tom, Peter, Tom, Peter, Kevin, Mark. They were all, Kevin different. and Mark are twins. They were yeah. only eleven minutes apart. Yeah. So. And then uh, so Trish. When when uh, Nana went to the hospital, she was pregnant with Trisha. So anyway, uh, Trisha was born. Okay, and I went in and told uh, Nana that we had a baby girl. She wouldn't believe me. No? No way. <laughs> she was on a roll. Yeah. Boy, 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 boy. <laughs> no way. I said, yeah, we got a girl. No, no, we don't have a girl. I said, yes. Oh, Check again. <laughs> talk about, you know, Nana rolled the roost, okay? You know, like I knew who to sidle up to, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, you know, he was, you know, he only, you only had to worry about him. He was a silent partner. After, you know, <laughs> yeah, what do you want six in the morning and <laughs> yeah. then, and yeah. then after seven money. at night. Or bail out from jail. Yeah. Right, uh, <laughs> we won't get into that. Um, but um, talking about the house on Franken Street yeah. and how we moved in there, right? Yeah. So we were living on East Island Ave and we'd get in the car and Franklin Street at the time, and probably still is, the main drag between Melrose, certainly Melrose Highlands, and Stoneham. So, you know, it was probably on Sunday when we would be taking that route down to 93. Right. Right. right? So we'd go by the house on Franklin Street and, you know. Which is a pretty sweet house. Sticks out. (laughs) One Sunday, you know, Bob, there's a for sale sign on it, right? So it being the house that it is didn't really, you know, it didn't wasn't going to fly off the market. Like, who needs a 15-room house, you know? But so we'd ride back. Yeah, that, that would be on the way to buy, right, probably. And then we'd come back. And, you know, Nana always, you know, admired that house, right? So sure, a lot of other people did too. That yeah. So um, one day, so this went on for months. The, the house is on the market for months. So one day, we're on our way down Franklin Street, and the sign is gone. Let me let me interject before that. Right. Okay. We Nana says, "Hey, we got to start looking for a bigger house because with Trisha coming, you know, with another baby coming, we got to start looking for another house." So anyway, she says, I used to be off Wednesday afternoons. So she says, I made the point with the real estate, and we're going to go look at houses. I says, if the house that will, the real estate guy was on Franklin Street. I yeah. says, that house that the for sale sign is on, <laughs> forget about it. Well, anyway, we drove up there, and there was nobody living in there. And the people that were living in there moved out to California. They were divorced. And they had some kids come in, and they were supposed to paint the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, the place was a mess. And I had no visual how the place would look. Yeah. Well, anyway, we walked around. He says, you want to go down to sell eyes? No, this is it. Well, anyway. (laughs) Seen enough. Marietta was pissed again. (laughs) Why why did you want to go down to sell eyes? I I. This is not the house for us. Well, anyway, come to find out, like Paul says, this for sale sign was down, okay? And somebody was renting it, which we, I, we didn't know at the time. We thought somebody had bought it. Yeah. So there was a lawyer that was in charge of selling the house. But but Nana's reaction when we drove by the house was like freaking out. You know what I mean? She's like, I can't believe that house, that house. We waited too long. It's gone. And, you know, you, know, you better you know, find out what, 
what is that sold for? And see if we can make a better offer. So, so anyway, go ahead. I uh, call up the lawyer and I says, you know, the place is gone. He says, no. He says, they're renting it for the time being until they built that house up in Bellevue Avenue. <clears throat> I says, okay. I says, can we go take a look at it? And he says, yeah. So anyway, I had Paul and Tom and a few of the kids to go inside. She wouldn't let us, wouldn't let the kids in, okay? She had a dog. <clears throat> she was just let Marianne and I in, okay? Yeah. She fixed it up pretty nice. So the next morning I called Very the, nice. The next morning I called the lawyer and I said, you know, the place is still for sale? And he says, yeah. So I said, you know, I want it. <clears throat> so anyway, in the meantime, I have another house on East Highland Avenue. I'm selling for fourteen nine. Okay, and this house on Franklin Street was for twenty five thousand. <clears throat> so there I am making seventy five dollars a week. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Talking about I'm making a about budget. Poop into my pants. Okay. <laughs> what am I going to do with this house? What am I going to do with this house? So I went to my brother. And I wanted to borrow a few bucks and, you know, talk and pull them out. I can't afford it. I said, okay. So anyway, I come down $1,000. I had to come down to $13,900 for the house on East Highland Avenue. So I was able to sell that and a couple of thousand dollars, and then I was bought the place on Friday. Yeah. But I'll tell you, it was nip and, it was nip and tuck. Yeah. My, was that at the time you had Saratani's? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. But How yeah. many stores? Just one? At that time, uh, I think so. Yeah, just once. So. Yeah, but uh, it was. <coughs> it's a big Dad, room right there. Yeah, when I went to went to buy the house on Franklin Street, I had a lien on East Highland Avenue, which I hadn't told Mariana. <laughs> and I'll tell you, <laughs> dark house again. <laughs> I remember that scene. That was a like an outright screaming match. Worse than the whole one. She didn't care. It was like <laughs> like the cutting down the bushes. Okay. <laughs> it was. I don't believe it. You put this house up. If you didn't make it go, that business where family would be living in the street. I can't believe you put our house up to to open that store. <laughs> but she had to come clean because you know to sell it. You know yeah. you had to clean up all the liens. So he put the house up on East Island Ave to borrow the money to you know get put Frank the to get no to to, to start the business Chinese, right. They all put their houses up. Oh, that's yeah, why yeah, they, right. they all. That's why they had enough. So just I had some big ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness she was she was behind me a hundred percent though. She was she was great. She was great. <coughs> yep, she sure was. Yeah, she, yeah, she But whenever, was. you know it was kind of a running joke, you know, around the store. By the time I get, you know, like to be fourteen and fifteen, now I'm working down there and pushing carriages and I get to know you know, and everybody's like snickering. You know, like, um, behind the boss's back, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, like, busting my balls, saying, hey, your mother's either pregnant or she's got a new baby. So as soon as that new baby grows into be, like, an old baby, she's pregnant again. You know? We know your old man got it at least nine times in his life. Oh, they, they, I was the boss's son, man, and they freaking, they dumped it, they, they made a man out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I so, wish the hell we had that uh, uh, film that, uh, that uh, Jeffrey had made. Oh, the, the, the one without any audio? It was just... Uh... Yeah, yeah. That we watched up in um, Ski Resort, the Ski Esta? No, no. No? He made it, he made it, uh, he was going to college, and he had to make a, a film. So he got everybody, you know, talking about me. Okay, what a bastard I was. Oh. <laughs> we, when was this? Because we, you know. I wish the hell we had, I don't know where it's gone. I, the, the I, film. I, I, if anybody's got it, How long ago was this? Oh, Sorry about the interruption, phone call. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. Um, so he was talking about this, you know, Papa was just talking about 
this um, film, Bugsy was a communications major right. in high school, in, in college. So for probably his, like, you know, final, you know, um, thesis, he had to do his own movie. So <clears throat> he had a video camera, and we all got, you know, a, you know a, our opportunity to, um, you know, talk about Papa. You know, get on the mic and talk about Papa. So, like, you know, Papa, like all of us, you know, has his mannerisms and everything. And, 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 and he was like, you know, he was famous. He was famous for him. And we're like, what? You know, we, we, we still kid about him to this day. You know, if he ever got us all in one place, like, like God help you if you stuck around the house on Saturday and he was off. And you was, you know, you didn't go any place by 9 o'clock in the morning because he was waking you up and he'd tell you, have a glass of orange juice and meet me in the garage. We're cleaning the garage today. The garage! You know? And so, and the garage was always like, me, you know, you had like, you know, 11 people living there. They were all putting their shit in the garage. You yeah, know, especially and, you. And then, and, and nobody else, you know, he couldn't want to get to the point where he couldn't pull his car in, you know, it's time to clean the garage. <laughs> if you were foolish enough oh. to sleep in on a Saturday. Oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you never wanted to be around when he had time off because he always had a list of chores that would choke us, you know? <laughs> but it was, oh, it, you know, one, one uh, I forget who it was, one caption was, you know, by far... They used to call him Little Caesar. Yep. Okay. He was a bastard at <laughs> talking about he you. Was, he, he was a bastard at work. Okay. He was like he was a tyrant. He was a <laughs> and, and so when we get old enough, Caesar. you know, old enough to, to you know be in school and be recognized as a Saratani, and you know people who worked at the store knew what he was like, you know, like behind the closed doors, you know, <laughs> in the back room. Uh, and um, But on the floor, he's Mr. Personality, you know what I mean? So all the customers think he's, you know, like Paul Paul, you know. So, you know, so people used to say to Nana, oh, John, he's such a nice guy, you know. He always has a smile on his face. You know, he always has a good word to say. And my mother would say, you know what? It's like this. He, he's like that at the store. He, and then he comes home and the smile goes like this. <laughs> Rips it. You rip it right off her. Takes the mask mouth, off. And throw, and throw it in the friggin' wastebasket. <laughs> and then settle into his, his recliner. And we had it there. He'd go, he'd be like, you know, Kate Tot. You know, Paul. Take my shoes off. <laughs> Take his shoes off, and he's been on his feet now for twelve hours, and that was no prize smelling those babies. You know what I mean? <laughs> We'd be like, okay, I'm gonna take them off and burn them. All right, go get my slippers. Like, go get the slippers. Oh shit, yeah. Oh man, but I used to say. So then, so I worked my way up from carriage boy to bagger, and then I'm in the grocery department. And so, you know, we start at seven o'clock in the morning, uh, sometimes eight, and then nine o'clock was break time. So, you know, he 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 he'd come in the store. We'd be all like working, and you know there'd be guys in every aisle, you know. Stalking, blocking everything. Yeah. And he'd come he'd come in the front door and like head right for the dairy department, you know. And people would see him coming and it would they'd be like friggin' cockroaches. <laughs> they'd be diving, <laughs> diving out of his way, like diving down this aisle, diving down that aisle, hiding behind the end displays. Because no matter if it was your fault or not, whatever he was pissed off enough, <laughs> the closest was, one was was getting it, you know. So, so I worked like that. So I worked like that for you know for a while. And so then one night at dinner time, you know things are pretty smooth and and everything. And I said, um, you know, I I kind of you know it may, it may have been a little bit of a rough day at work. And I said, you know, Dad. 
you know, you know, and now I'm starting to, I was probably in college by this time, I'm starting to really speak my mind. And I'm saying, you know, Dad, you're not happy unless you have three people in tears at 9 o'clock break. By 9 o'clock, you have at least had the dairy girl in tears, one of the cashiers in tears, and, you know, <laughs> you know, and they're all crying in the back room, and then you leave, you know, and then we have to deal with these hysterical people for the rest of the day, or at least till lunchtime. <laughs> and, and he goes, I'm not like that, I don't do that. I'm like, yeah, you do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so how true is that, Papa? Yeah. <laughs> he worked with me for a while and then he dished me off to uh, Billy Carr uh, Billy Sullivan at the time yeah. Billy Sullivan and then Billy Carr and you work with him you know, just see what you can do with him and um, we used to back in those days when the trucks pull in a 40 foot trailer full of groceries they were packed loose on the floor of the truck so to unload that truck, there was no pallets, there was no pallet jack, nothing. We used to put, use like uh, eight foot sections of rollers. And we had teams, two guys would be on the truck, two guys, and each guy had a bay in the back room. And as if the, 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 the rollers went right around the back room. And if he saw a case went by that belonged in his aisle, he'd take it off the yep. roller and put it in his, in his, in his bay. Yeah. And so... Like the the worst job was on the truck because you li you and one other guy ha handled every case. Yeah. Like the guys on the floor, not only there, you know was on. you know they only had to handle one case every seven or eight you know nine cases or so. But um, it was also at ground level, and even if it's in the back room, the back door is open. But in the summertime, you're on that truck, and the truck's backed in at a at a slant. You know, with a 30-degree angle, so the higher you got in that truck, the heat was, was in the, all in the nose of the truck. So the, high, the deeper you got into that truck, the hotter it would get. So they had a system, you know, before I got there, before I started in the grocery, that they'd have a rotation, and it'd be like Charlie and Bob Roy would be on the truck this day, and then it would be Billy and... You know, Frank, yeah. you know, Red, you know, another day. And then when I came, you know, like, you know, oh, you want to work in the grocery department? I, I always wanted to work in the grocery department. So I was like, yeah, put me in the grocery department. But please, please, please. So he said, okay. So he gives me the, you know, the grocery manager at the time. And like, so every day when the truck pulled in, you know, it was like, um, Whose turn is it on the truck? Oh, Paul's. Yours and you're in. You and Mark. Okay, so me and Mark unloaded the truck, and you know after you unloaded the truck, you had to take a break because you were drenched in sweat. We used to do it bare, bare chest, you know, because most of the time I worked there was in the summer on vacation, summer vacation, you know, because I was working forty hours a week, and then so the ne the next day the truck would pull in and like, um, oh, whose turn is it on the truck? Oh, it's uh, Paul and um, Frank. <laughs> okay. So, you know, every day it was my turn, you know. And, um, oh, you, were you know, I'd be, son. I was the boss's <laughs> son. They were trying to break me. Yeah. But I'd be, <laughs> you know, I get as strong a head as he is, and I'll be damned if they'll break me. Yeah. So, by the time this comes around, I'm a freshman in high school, you know, and, you know, not to brag, but, like, I was built like a brick shithouse, because every day I'm, like, unloading a 40-foot trailer. Yeah. So, people used to say to me, Jesus, what gym do you go to? I go, the only gym I've ever Sarah been Thomas. in is called a grocery back room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we better, we better cut. All right, we right. wrap it we'll up. We'll wrap it up. Uh, yeah. Thank you for, uh, Coming on, it's been awesome. Yep. Sorry if I went on and on and on. No, too much, we'll but... have to do this again. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this is like part one. Well, and I we'll have to have a part two because I, I had so many more questions. Yeah, I had more, just... more questions for uh, for Papa Toby. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's got a, a few great stories that he's told me over the years. 
you know, um, you know, but few, you know, I and I um, cherish them, but there's still too few and far between. So I want you guys to hear at least those stories, yeah. and maybe we can pry a few more out of them. Right. So one last thing I wanted to just ask you guys. Let's say this podcast lives on further than we live on like that after we're all gone and maybe it will still be around and maybe your grandchildren or you know maybe your great-grandchildren will hear this and uh obviously my children so would you, i hope what so would, what, what would you like to say to them i'd like uh, to say be proud of the seritani name okay we are so blessed to have so many good people around Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. And I know you got to get out of here. I want to show you a picture of the guy up there on top there. The second one down with the bat. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Look at look how much look how choked up I am on the bat. It's like halfway up the bat. <laughs> that is oh, a wow. stud. <laughs> And you still got this picture, man. We walk by that picture five times a day. Huh? What? We walk by that picture five times a day. Yeah. This one? Yeah. 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 And he got it hanging over the yeah. washing machine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, unbelievable. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for, very much, and thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, man. Great. And we'll see you uh, next time. Okay. That was awesome. <laughs> Good. That was, that was really enjoyable. Fun.